0: And you're on Right Now with Jim Dawes, the 500th episode on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Streaming live on iHeartRadio and available on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes. Or shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail at 772-245-0750. That number is 772-245-0750. Well, here we go. Episode 500 of Right Now with Jim Dawes. The show actually started out as America First Radio with Jim Dawes. And uh, I was being <laughs> blocked and throttled so heavily by social media using that name that I thought that um, I could I could uh, try to fly under the radar by changing the name to Right Now with Jim Dawes. But uh, by that time, they're on to me and they're still throttling me on Facebook and Twitter. I have little doubt. Uh, you never can be sure about these things. Maybe I really am just wildly unpopular on those uh, those social media platforms. But um, I I couldn't help but notice back when I was doing America First Radio, when the show was called America First Radio, that as soon as I reached uh, four thousand listeners, um, they uh, they just uh, stomped on me like a bug, and my uh, my listens dropped. Almost overnight. And since then, I've been uh, posting on alternate uh, social media, uh, BitChute and Minds and uh, and Gab, uh, trying to expand the audience uh, over there on those free speech platforms. I'm still on Twitter and Facebook uh, and uh, some terrestrial stations and uh, streaming on all of the uh, podcast platforms. And, uh, and overcoming it. Bit by bit, overcoming the, uh, the, uh, the censorship that the uh, leftists have put in place on the social media. They see social media as a direct threat to their, uh, to their previous monopoly on the information flow. Uh, they're trying all sorts of ways to silence dissonant voices and to uh, manipulate the news cycle so that they can still control uh, public opinion. But um, 500 shows started here uh, at the local stations uh, down on the Treasure Coast of Florida. Expanded out uh, to start posting the podcasts. Uh, got on uh, the back in the Talk America Radio Network uh, till uh, Ron Phillips transitioned that over into the Mojo Five O Radio Network, and here we are with you today. So uh, in the second half of today's show, we're going to be joined by Warren Platts. He's a keen observer of what's going on over there in China, and he's going to talk about the latest developments of our tech titans being co-opted by the communist dictatorship over there. But first, I want to talk about what happened in uh, Adam Schiff's star chamber yesterday with this uh, testimony of uh, Ambassador Bill Taylor of the Ukraine. And uh I spent most of yesterday's show talking about the uh, uh, the latest outrage theater that the Democrats had been putting forward this uh, this uh, uh, freakout that Donald Trump dared use the word lynching. He's not allowed to use that word because he's a white guy, and uh, only black people are allowed to use the word lynching because of its terrible, violent, racist history in our country. Of course, uh, we we showed the hypocrisy behind that. But yesterday, uh, Adam Schiff called forward this. Uh, I think he's still the current ambassador of Ukraine. And obviously, this, uh, this is a deep state operative who tried to tailor his testimony uh, to be very similar to what you read in the uh, the whistle leakers camp uh, complaint um, trying to spin and uh, and shade a bunch of hearsay into something that they can gen up an impeachment with but uh, by the by the time bill, tes- uh, bill Taylor's testimony well heck even before it was completed uh, you had all of the leaks coming out in uh, the networks and on the cable news shows and on the headlines of the Washington Post and the New York Times, and it sounded something like this.
1: October 23rd, it's 6 o'clock
2: here in New York, and the other shoe just dropped. These are the headlines we want to show you that President Trump is waking up to this morning. This is the New York Times. Trump tied aid to inquiries, envoy says. Washington Post, envoy, Trump tied aid to To Biden probe. You want to hold up the Wall Street Journal? Oh, okay.
3: Wall Street Journal. Diplomat says President tied Ukraine aid to Biden probe. It's really consistent.
1: There's another way to say that. You know what it is?
3: That he tied the aid to the
0: probe? It's quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. Now, uh, this is exactly the kind of headlines that Adam Schiff is engineering with his behind-the-doors closed testimony. He's able to leak out... Uh, quotations that the leftist media can then uh, run with and scream uh, from the mountaintops. Um, the truth of the matter is, and if you know anything about uh, this Bill Taylor testimony, it is all hearsay. Um, it it was a, a topic that he took up with the EU ambassador, Sonderland, uh, and he said that he had been hearing things. So Bill Taylor had no firsthand information, just like the whistle leaker, but he had heard things from various people who uh, the whistle leaker didn't name, and uh, we don't know who he heard them from based on Bill Taylor's testimony behind closed doors yesterday. But uh, this is what they need to try to shape public opinion and gin up enough public support to so where they can try to remove this president or get him voted out of office in about, uh, what, 17 months now. And all of, the, uh, all of the Democrats and all of the Obama-Clinton acolytes have mobilized to, to help push these, uh, these leaks from Adam Schiff's Star Chamber. And here's old David Axelrod on CNN.
1: This is corruption at the highest
2: levels of the United States government, and Taylor's account today was painstakingly detailed. He obviously had taken copious notes. It read like a detective novel and his own exercise in discovery that his worst fears had had been true all along and the fact is the president of the united states through his agents were sh- uh, shaking down uh you the, the ukrainian government i mean it, it is an appalling thing it's an appalling
0: thing it's just appalling that the president of the united states would condition millions hundreds of millions of dollars in u.s aid on finding out exactly what happened with the uh interference in the 2016 election that emanated out of the Ukraine. As I said, this this Taylor testimony, uh, if you've been following this story close enough and I got to admit it's so uh, so deep in the minutia uh, you would know that this this uh, ambassador Taylor had raised these issues with our EU ambassador Sonderland uh, and it was all based off of hearsay. Sunderland promptly knocked it down. So what they're doing now is they're they're taking hearsay evidence, very similar to what the whistle leaker contained in his complaint. Uh, they're putting it out there in order to try to brainwash the public. And you'll notice that there are no leaks of any exculpatory information, although you can bet there is plenty of it, like all of... Taylor's information is hearsay and secondhand information that may or may not be true, probably unattributed, but you won't hear any exculpatory leaks in the, in the media because that's not what this exercise is all about. The GOP dare not try to leak to the New York Times or the Washington Post or any of these big news outlets because uh, they'll, uh, they'll be ratted out. They can't trust these left-wing media outlets to keep their identity secret. They'll let uh, Adam Schiff know exactly who it was that did the leak in some sort of skullduggery, and they'll promptly file an ethics complaint on them, similar to what they did to Devin Nunes uh, when they when Devin Nunes started getting into the meat of the Russiagate hoax. But I was uh, proud and surprised uh, yesterday uh, when, the, when the Republicans crashed the committee room trying to point out and uh, demonstrate the utter and complete lack of any sort of due process in all of this. But uh, Debbie Lesko, who is an actual member of the Judiciary Committee, one of the two committees, Judiciary and Intelligence, are supposed to be uh, allowed into this hearing room, and she points out that not even all members of the committee are allowed.
1: He wants us to believe that he's like a special counsel in store meetings over here. I can't go into her of the Judiciary Committee and that even Republican members on the committee can't even see the transcripts. This is totally unjust. It's totally unfair. There was no vote on the floor of the House of Representatives. Well, I have
0: to correct her there. There was a vote on the House of Representatives. As a matter of fact, there's been no fewer than three votes to launch a impeachment inquiry on the House of Representatives, and each and every time it was turned down, not by a small margin, but overwhelmingly defeated. Every Republican voted against it, and of course all of the Democrats that are that know the damage this is going to do to their reelection campaigns, they voted against it as well. I think the most votes that ever got. And the 430 something member house of representatives were 95 votes and yet old nancy pelosi adam schiff jerry nadler maxine waters and the late great i say that with tongue in cheek uh, elijah coming they are uh, uh, pursuing this despite the expressed will of the house of representatives they're doing it on their own
1: as has been done in the past to authorize this impeachment inquiry with a standard set of rules and due process procedures that any American citizen should get, let alone the President of the United States.
0: Damn right. This is ridiculous. They're trying to overturn a duly elected president in the Star Chamber with no due process. It's absurd. But as I say, you're getting one side of the leaks that come out of here, out of this uh, Star Chamber of shifts, and, uh, and no... Absolutely no exculpatory information is being allowed to leak out. They can't tell you the questions that were asked of Taylor that contradicted his opening statement that you're allowed to give without interruption and devin nunez uh, who was, who came out and sort of characterized what went on, of course he's not allowed to give him any, any specifics or they will uh, they'll the Democrat House of Representatives will rake him over the coals in their so-called ethics. <laughs> their ethics committee, but here's what he had to say after Taylor's testimony.
1: Well, I was down there most of the day in this uh, meeting with ambassador Taylor. Uh, and once again, it was the same thing. Something leaks out to the Washington post narratives are built, but the truth is, is that in two minutes, John Ratcliffe destroyed this witness. Uh, there's no quid pro quo.
0: There is no quid pro quo. John Ratcliffe, uh, uh, Devin Nunez says destroyed, and we didn't hear from John Ratcliffe uh, right after there, but uh, he went on. I think it was uh, Martha McCallum's show, and had to say, had this to say about tel- Taylor's testimony.
4: Ask him
5: questions, uh, and you'd like to oh, talk to the whistleblower. Tell, tell us what you'd like to know.
1: Well, well why, uh, why don't we know when the person who ultimately became a whistleblower first went to Chairman Schiff and his staff? When did they meet? How long did they meet? Did they talk about the Ukraine? Did they talk about military aid? Were they referred to a whistleblower lawyer? All of these things are facts. Well, they say they
5: were. They, they say they didn't talk to Adam Schiff. Personally, and that they were referred to a whistleblower. Who says whistleblower that? Well, Who says Schiff's, that? Martha? Schiff's office has said
1: that. <laughs> uh, they haven't said you it under that. oath. Uh, they also said they had no contact with the whistleblower initially. Yeah. So uh, the only way we can get that testimony. Uh, accurately is under oath from either members of his staff or from the whistleblower and he won't bring uh... those witnesses forward we keep he keeps trotting in career ambassadors who are alarmed at uh... donald trump's unconventional approach to foreign policy who's surprised at that and again ambassador taylor uh... today uh, i found him to be for- very forthright he had very strong opinions about uh... donald trump's approach to foreign policy but again the mainstream media reporting that he provided evidence of a, uh, of a quid pro quo involving military aid is false. I question him directly on that. And under Adam Schiff's rules, I can't tell you what he said, but I can tell you what he didn't say. And neither he or any other witness has provided testimony that the Ukrainians were aware uh, that military aid was being withheld. You can't have a quid pro quo with no quo. Yeah, so, th- so that
5: in combination with the fact that they say they didn't feel pressured. And, you know, when you add to that, that they didn't know that the military aid had had a pause on it Uh, it makes it difficult to 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 judge their behavior after that as being as being something that they were pushed or threatened into doing
1: martha if this were a court case the lawyers for the defense would be moving for a directed verdict they'd be saying this case isn't allowed to go to the jury because the prosecution is missing an essential element of Mm -hmm. their case there is no quid pro quo until someone from the ukraine says we knew that military aid was being withheld during that July 25th call, and that testimony hasn't come, and it's not coming. This is just another in the latest of uh, a frame job of the president. They, they tried to frame him for being a Russian agent and failed. They tried to frame him for obstructing justice using a legal standard that had never been applied to anyone else and failed. And now they're trying to frame him for a quid pro quo involving military aid where no Ukrainian yeah. was aware that military aid was being withheld. It's wow. just It's grossly unfair.
0: Thank God for John Ratcliffe. Finally, somebody said that uh, exactly what this is, is a frame job. I've been saying it for three years now, well, almost three years, that what they're trying to do is frame Donald Trump. Donald Trump acts uh, erratically, and uh, he acts impulsively, and he sometimes uh, uses rhetoric that is over the top. And they're trying to use this sort of uh, out-of-the-box disruptor behavior that he engages in to, to frame him for larger crimes. They'll, they'll, they'll go on these shows and accuse him of committing crimes, but they never tell you what the crime is. When somebody is accusing you of a crime and you ask them what the, what the crime is and they can't t- give you an answer, you know that they're just looking for some way to try to frame you. And Ratcliffe, at the beginning of that clip, uh, touched a little bit on the whistleblower. Old uh, Chanel Rion over at One America News Network has uh, has coined the new term for this this guy, the whistle leaker. Absolutely brilliant. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit, and we're going to hear directly from Chanel Rion about the whistle leaker's identity that uh, may be coming to light. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Mojo. you know the president and all those people insist there was no quid pro quo. Um, Mick Mulvaney is the one that came closest to to saying that yes, we did condition foreign aid on uh, on the Ukraine getting into the bottom of the corruption in the two thousand and sixteen presidential election when Hillary Clinton's team was over at the Ukrainian embassy in the United States, digging for dirt when <clears throat> against Donald Trump, when uh, when uh, Christopher Steele was using Ukrainian sources for his bogus dossier. But what's driving me crazy about all of this? Even if there is a quid pro quo, even if the president is conditioning the release of this foreign aid on Ukraine getting to the bottom of the corruption. That would not be a crime. That would not be misconduct, that would not be a, an abuse of power. That would be the president's job. <laughs> the, the president's job is to find uh, to discover and and punish wrongdoing, whether it took place before he came into office or after he came into office. And they want to in this case, impeach Donald Trump for doing the executive's job because it's making them look bad. The current president of the United States, Donald Trump, cannot dig into the corruption that took place in the Ukraine without raising Joe Biden's name. Joe Biden was in charge of Ukraine policy. He was over there more than a dozen times with, we now know, the whistle leaker. And he was engaged in uh, um, trying to monetize Americans' uh, foreign policy. And we were pouring billions of dollars. I say billions. I think it was one. Well, no, it was multiple billions through the uh, International Monetary Fund. And all of the Democrats' princelings were running over there with their nose in the trough, taking advantage of that. Hunter Biden was part of it. And we're told now that because Joe Biden's running for president of the United States, we're not even allowed to look at that. And another thing, these diplomats in the State Department, although they were uh, Im- are implicated in a lot of this wrongdoing, they don't get to set foreign policy. They don't get to tell the president of the United States whether or not he can look into corruption in the Ukraine. Before the break I mentioned a, a new rising star uh, in the conservative media galaxy and that is old um, Chanel Rion over at One America News Network and she has been uh, putting together some reports live reporting from Capitol Hill when all of this is going on that uh, is beautifully uh, researched investigated and presented and uh is really devastating and i have no doubt at all that they'll be going after chanel rion uh to try to shut her up here she is talking about the identity of of the whistle leaker
2: well here we
4: go two shift staffers have nearly flown under the radar for their roles in the affair but through them, several candidates for the identity of the leaker have been circulated. Last week, we relayed this whistle leaker was a co-worker of Schiff's staffers. Eric Ciramella may be that co-worker. Ciramella's name has been circulated for some time in the intelligence community. However, his connections to Ukraine were yet unconfirmed. As more information is confirmed about Ciramella however, the parallels are solidifying. Schiff's whistle leaker's profile reads as follows. A CIA operative a Ukraine specialist, worked under Obama and Trump's National Security Councils, a Democrat, and a disgruntled White House ex-employee. Eric C. M. M. profile reads as follows. A CIA operative, a Ukraine specialist, worked under Obama and Trump's National Security Councils, is a registered Democrat, and after being accused of sabotage in the Trump administration, left the National Security Council, a disgruntled ex-employee. Unconfirmed is whether Siramella worked for Biden's presidential campaign in any capacity. The last identity parameter we have at this time for Schiff's prize leaker. Adding to Siramella's dark ties is his Clinton connections. Siramella has ties to mega Clinton donors in Ukraine, taking meetings with Ukrainian oil and gas politicians arranged for by Ukrainian billionaire Viktor. Pinchuk. Victor Pinchuk has donated up to $27 million to the Clinton Foundation. Ukrainian Clinton megadonor Pinchuk is also board member of the leftist think tank, the Atlantic Council. The Atlantic Council sponsored Adam Schiff and his staffers for trips to Ukraine the very month the Leaker report debuted and has co-hosted events featuring the Clinton Foundation. If Eric Surimela is indeed the leaker from whom the entire Schiff-led impeachment investigation was launched, Surimela's ties to Schiff's staffers may put Schiff in a tough spot, raising questions of whether Schiff and his staff were spying on the president. And in Schiff's attempt to oust a sitting president using spies, we then enter the damning legalities of conspiracy and treason under the Espionage Act, a charge reserved for America's enemies, foreign and domestic. Shinovian, One American News.
0: Reserved for America's enemies, foreign and domestic. She absolutely nailed it on that. And coined the term whistle leaker. I'm going to be using that from now on. We've got to run out to a break when we come back. We're going to be joined by Warren Platts to talk about the latest developments in China. Stick with us on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. We'll be right back.
6: This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question.
0: And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America-first perspective. Well, at a time when there's a growing consensus dawning on ordinary Americans that China represents an economic and military threat to the United States and to freedom worldwide, global corporations based in America continue to become more and more integrated into that communist dictatorship. The latest example is Apple CEO Tim Cook has become chairman of an advisory board that educates China's future leaders. It's one of their most prestigious universities. My next guest is an activist on China trade and human rights issues. Warren Platt is active on social media and has written for the Economic National Interest Editorial. He's a research scientist by trade, and you can follow him on Twitter at Warren Platt's, that's with two two T's, Warren Platt's, and you can keep up with the latest developments on China there. Warren, thanks for joining us.
2: Hi, hi Jim. Uh, Thanks for having me on again, and I love your show, listen to you all the time.
0: Well, this uh, this is an interesting development. This uh, university that Tim Cook is joining an advisory board for is uh, basically the Chinese equivalent of Harvard or Yale. It uh, educates their future leaders, including the current leaders, Xi Jinping. And uh, and why should we be concerned with this development?
2: Well, um, what it provides is uh, an interesting window on uh, this. This, this advisory board membership list, and it's not just Tim Cook. There's a bunch of guys on there. It's uh, people like uh, like like Michael Dell of Dell Computers, of course, uh, Mary T. Barr, the General Motors CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, Elon Musk. He's on it, too. And, it's you know, those are names you would recognize. And, um, and, and But there's a lot of other names that are associated with companies like Goldman Sachs, of course. Big surprise there. Walmart, General Motors, Budweiser. Citigroup, Dell, Apple, J.P. Morgan, British Petroleum. So why, it be, why would it be
0: in the interest of the communist uh, dictatorship in Beijing to put these uh, these marquee names on the, the board of um, this, this university?
2: Well, these are the people in companies that are doubling down on China. You would think that, you know, with the, all these Trump tariffs and stuff, you know, you might you might want to reduce your exposure to China. You know, companies like uh, Stanley, Black & Decker have moved their their operations back to the United States. Uh, Samsung has moved its cell phone production completely out of China. Okay, these guys are making billion-dollar bets that Donald Trump is just a flash in the pan. You know, they're betting he's going to get booted out of office in 2020 and then the good times are in to roll again.
0: Was well, there any way that this school could not be considered uh, a state run communist um you know uh, um arm of the communist party
2: oh it's a total state run off communist party all the all the uh top members of the central committee of the ccp they all went there you know um xi jinping himself he's an alumni you know and so so these guys talk to this advisory board uh committee and you know and it's it's a real tough school to get into you've got to you know You've got to have score in the top you know one percent uh the top ten of one percent you know to even apply to this place you know so so these guys are, are who come out of there are smart, but you know i mean so they're, uh, you know, but
0: they're, so you've got uh, Tim cook and uh and Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and the rest of these marquee names in American capitalism and and the tech sector uh basically lending their name and their prestige and that of their companies. To, uh the the future um you know training ground of the leadership of the Communist Party in China uh, that would seem to be uh, it exactly adverse to the interests of uh of, of you know American capitalists uh, who when they go over there are forced to uh, share their intellectual property and uh and basically get ripped off by the uh the, the communist um Hybrid form of capitalism. Why in the world would uh, would Tim Cook, Zuckerberg, and these others allow themselves to be used like this?
2: Yeah, I, I, it's yeah, It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, um, you know, I mean, the Chinese people are boycotting Apple's products anyway because you know the you know the market share of uh, iPhones in China has dropped from six point four to you know five point eight percent. You know, which is a twenty percent drop. You know, it's you know, but is that
0: a retaliation you know, they, for uh, American sanctions against Huawei? Yeah,
2: right, right. Yeah, because you know, yeah, they're you know, the most mainland Chinese. You know, they've been indoctrinated from birth to you know to, to to be nationalists for their own country. And so, you know, when something like this happens, they they retaliate by boycotting American products.
0: Well, most listeners uh, know, you know about the uh, the the conflict going on over in Hong Kong where the communist uh, Chinese from the mainland are attempting to uh, impose uh, a controlled market and, and crack down on uh, free expression and, uh, and other human rights. Um, I think fewer people know that uh, Apple, in fact, caved to this effort when they removed an app from their, uh, their Apple store that allowed the protesters in Hong Kong to track the, the location and deployment of the police department uh and it, it appears to me like this is a, another situation where or another example uh where american companies that are supposed to be you know representing american values have in fact caved and, and been co-opted by uh by this uh this ruthless dictatorship in v- in beijing
2: Oh yeah 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 that was the uh uh HK maps uh dot app, or whatever it was. And, and so it was a, uh, oh yeah, hkmap.live app. Okay, it was deleted from the Apple iStore at the request of the Hong Kong Cybersecurity and Technology Crime Bureau. And they, they were trying to make the case that it was a violation of Hong Kong law, but it actually wasn't. They can't name the law. It would actually violate it. It was just, you know, I mean, it's just goes to show there is no rule of law in Hong Kong. You know, it's just, you know, we have these well, kinds of apps like that in the United States, you know, that you'll protect know, check DUI checkpoints, you know, that, you know, the, the cops don't like it, but you know, it's just a matter of freedom of speech. You know, want to have a police scanner in your house, you're allowed to. Well, you I know, know, I know Google,
0: I know Google and Facebook were uh, instrumental in the development of mm-hmm. uh, the social media or the, not the social media, the social score uh, that the the dictators are developing in China that uh that gives each and every citizen in China a score based on their compliance with uh, the you know, Communist Party doctrine and, uh, and punishes them if they uh, step out of line by restricting their access to education or travel or employment. Um, and I, I knew that Facebook and Google were instrumental in that, but this is the first time I've seen where Apple has allowed itself to be sort of... Uh, um, Integrated into the matrix here of, of this oppressive state.
2: Well, uh, you know, I you know, I, I just saw a Forbes article, and so they re- Apple just recently made a deal to move user data, American user data, to servers operated by state run China Telecom. Okay, uh, so I mean, what they're they're go playing wrong there. on making a lot of money in China. Yes, yeah. not just off of China, but off of the Americans using China.
0: Well, they're applying yeah, the social it, score to American companies as well, and they're doing it not not just based on these American companies' activities on you know in China, but also their activities in the United States.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know. And, That's sort of an know, Orwellian it,
0: it, development, it seems.
2: Oh, it's, it's worse than that, Jim. I mean, God, in, in, in Xinjiang... Yeah, uh, yeah, let me tell you one more thing about this Tsinghua University. Okay, they run a medical school which runs a hospital which does foreign transplant tourism. And they use organs that are mur- taken from murdered people, but the government murders the people. They take their organs and then they sell them to rich foreigners who go to Tsinghua University Peking Peking, uh, Peking Union Medical College. That's the name of it. It's, it's, it's just part of the Chihuahua University system, and so, so these guys by being on that advisory committee, they're tacitly uh, legitimizing um, the use of uh, stolen organs. And these
0: are these are organs taken from political dissidents that have been jailed. And uh, I have read—I don't know if it's accurate—that they that these organs are many times harvested from live, uh, live victims. Oh. Uh, so, oh, yeah. so yeah. So you would think that uh, they would want to separate uh, the Apple brand or the Facebook brand or the uh, uh, the Tesla brand as far away from this kind of activity as as is humanly possible. And yet, just like the NBA, they're acquiescence to these human rights abuses.
2: Yeah, Elon Musk. You know, it's like you know he reminds me of Werner von Braun. <laughs> the the uh, the rocket Nazi rocket scientist, mm-hmm. you know Werner von Braun didn't care who launched his, paid for his rockets as long as they could get him to Mars. And so he he worked for uh, the Nazis, of course. Uh, he was in the SS, a major in the SS, and he uh, he ran the uh, uh, the uh, yeah. factory that made the V two rocket, which was uh, you know a giant cave, you know in the mountains in Germany. It was manned by uh, you know Slave labor. Yeah, the conditions there were horrible. But you know, for, because the United States found him useful, they uh, they hired him instead. You know. Yeah, they brought we'll him over after the, the war and,
0: and made him part of the uh, the space program. But uh, I I would argue right. that uh, not only Elon Musk, but uh, Tim Cook and um, and and Zuckerberg as well, they're applying you know these uh, emerging technologies that are basically looking into all of our private lives and uh, and they're being allowing themselves to be co-opted by an authoritarian oppressive communist dictatorship it's really you know if we hadn't uh, if we hadn't gotten to this place gradually over the years it would be more shocking uh, it would shock the conscience of the public even more but uh, it seems like people are are sort of numb to this this uh, sort of outrage at this point
2: uh, yeah yeah well I, I it's, it's kind of like that it's just so... I mean, actually, I mean, like, for example, like, they're, it's like, taking these Xinjiang prisoners, there's, like, 3 million of them, according to the U.S. Department, you know, there have been concentration camps, you know, with complete with crematoria. And I've been talking to some of my Twitter people in, from Hong Kong and China, and they say Han people don't like Uyghur organs to be transplanted into them. They prefer Han organs. And so... The weaker organs are being marketed to, like, rich, sick Saudi Arabians as halal organs. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It would be funny if it wasn't so sick and wrong. God. Do you,
0: do you remember when Hollywood was all up in arms about uh, the oppression by the Chinese and Tibet and used to hear a, a lot of the Hollywood actors, uh, Richard Gere in particular, speak out for the Dalai Lama and against uh, the, the t- takeover of... Uh, Tibet by China. You don't hear any of that anymore, and it's uh, it's because uh, Hollywood doesn't dare speak out against China because they want access to that market where they actually make more money for their films than they do in the United States at this point.
2: Oh, yeah. Richard Deere will never get another job at a major studio film anymore, you know. But I will give credit to Quentin Tarantino, at least. he he uh, You know, his latest movie is banned from China, and but he's refusing to... Uh, re edited to, to satisfy the Chinese censors. So there's that, you know.
0: Well, and the and the guys over at South Park had the uh, had the cojones to uh, speak out against the uh, repression as well. Uh, we know in the NBA, uh, <laughs> you know, Daryl Morey, the the uh, GM for the Houston Rockets, uh, made a, a pretty um, you know bland statement in support of the freedom movement in <laughs> Hong Kong, and uh, he was immediately smacked down by uh, Eric Silver, the commissioner, and by LeBron James, who actually runs the NBA, <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, what a bunch of hypocrites! I mean, they'll, you know, they'll they get up, up up in arms over transgender bedrooms or bathrooms in frickin', uh North Carolina, but you know, uh,
0: or organ harvesting but, uh, yeah. is uh, is just fine, and uh, and crushing any any Correct. political dissent in Hong Kong.
2: Yeah, Black Lives Matter, but Uyghur lives do not matter, and Hong Kong lives do not matter. Well, that's a good way and to end this conversation. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, if, if I'm a Hong Kong dissident right now, you know, I'd watch out because they will be the next Oregon bank. You watch and see. It's a matter of life and death of these people right now.
0: Well, a lot of them are coming up, dead, and you can uh, go on uh, Twitter anytime and see the, uh, the repression and the, uh, the vicious uh, attacks that are taking place on these, uh, these people who want nothing more than freedom of speech and some sort of democratic self-determination. Warren, thanks for joining us. I hope you'll come back again and, and uh, keep me abreast of uh, all of the developments, if you would.
2: Uh, all right. Yeah, thank, you, thank you, Jim, and uh, keep up the good fight, sir. Ab- absolutely.
0: Warren Platts, you can follow him on Twitter at Warren Platts. That's with two Ts, and you can uh, read his, his column in Economic Nationalist Editorial Online. Well, we've got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from old Joe Biden. He's got a new and creative uh, strategy for trying to overcome Trump's historically good economy. He's telling everybody that he built that. Stick with us. We'll be right back. So Axios had a headline, The New Reality for Trump, The Daily Dump, and it's what I was pointing out to you on yesterday's show, is the new tactic of the Democrats is going to be trying to just uh, uh, get ahead of the news cycle by each and every day coming up with a new outrage theater uh, that by the time the alternate media and the Republicans can correct the record, they've moved on to the next one, and they're calling it The Daily Dump. It's designed to drive down the approval rate, of, rate uh, rating of this president. Uh, and make him uh vulnerable to either impeachment or being defeated uh when when we go to the polls in about seventeen months it's a uh <laughs> it is and the president's word a lynch mob mentality, which oddly enough was uh was yesterday's faux outrage that the president uh, dared to use the term lynch mob and they they determined that as a white man. He's just not allowed to use that word. That is the, the, the equivalent of the N-word. So now we have a new um, taboo word in the English language. We'll call it the L-word, I guess. And uh, and the reason I love this story and I spent so much time on it yesterday is because it is just so Democrat. Whatever they accuse you of is exactly what they themselves are doing. They are the masters of projection. And, uh, and they will feign this outrage, this, this outrage theater, because you've done something that they have said is prohibited, while just a, a little bit of examination shows that that's exactly what they're doing themselves. And I've got a, a, a montage here I put together. It doesn't include all of the Democrats that throughout the years have accused Republicans of engaging in a lynch mob. It just uh, sort of uh, scratches the surface because literally we could do the whole show of, of clips of Democrats accusing Republicans of engaging in a lynch mob doing here is not a prosecution, it's a persecution. And indeed,
5: it is a political lynching. Political lynching. Political lynching.
6: Vote for this nightmare before Christmas. I will not vote for this lyn- lyn- lynching in the people's house. I will vote against these resolutions.
1: Mm. Even if the
2: president should be impeached, Joe Biden. history is going to question whether or not this was just a partisan lynching, partisan lynching, partisan lynching, partisan lynching. This... Day feels to me like we're taking a step down the road to becoming a political lynch mob, political lynch mob, political lynch mob. And for those of you who say that this isn't about sex, I agree with you. This is about getting rid of the president of the United States. The whole idea is a lynch mob mentality that says this
0: man has... In case after case, again and again, we've, we see that the... Democrats engage in the exact conduct that they then fade in outrage that the Republicans are doing. In most cases, the Republicans are not doing it. The Democrats are just using the accusation as a uh, a tactic to shut up any examination of the Democrats. We've got Kamala Harris. She was uh, She was the first to run to the microphone's and, uh, and get this uh, outrage hoax started
5: the gall of Donald Trump to refer to a process that is holding him accountable gall. to our democracy and justice um, the gall,
0: the gall. To, to,
5: to suggest that he is experiencing a lynching when and he's doing it just to whitewash um, the the fact that he has actually committed crimes and should be held accountable by by the United States Congress
0: now, you know, a normal um, interviewer, and they will not go on Fox because they will never subject themselves to questions. A normal interviewer, when she says that the president of the United States has committed crimes, would be to ask, well, what exactly crimes has he committed? Actually, uh, over at CNN, I don't have the clip in front of me, but um, one of them, when she did that last time, did ask what crime I guess thinking that maybe her being a former state attorney general prosecutor would have known what crime she was accusing the president of, ask her, what crime was it? She could not answer. And so they'll not ask her again because there is no crime. And if somebody accuses you of committing a crime and they cannot name the crime that they're accusing you of committing, you know that they're engaged in a fraud for rejection that's what it's all about for the Democrats they're trying to pump up old Joe Biden they say that uh, a CNN poll says that his uh, his his uh, polling uh, ratings numbers are finally recovering it's a fake poll if you look at the RC real clear politics average you'll see that the CNN poll is an outlier they they put this together in an attempt to prop up old Joe. <laughs> and more and more, Hillary Clinton is making, uh, making threatening noises that she's going to join the race. Oh, God, please let it happen. I would just love uh, another November 8, 2016. But um, another person that's uh, hoping that that'll happen is old Tulsi Gabbard, who is uh, waiting for her to come out to play.
3: Hillary Clinton, your foreign policy has been a disaster for our country and the world. It's resulted in the deaths and injuries of so many of my brothers and sisters in uniform. It's devastated entire countries. Millions of lives lost. Refugee crises. Our enemy Al Qaeda and ISIS strengthened. We've seen an increase in Iranian and Russian influence in the region. Turkey is emboldened. And we've seen an exacerbation of the problem of nuclear proliferation by overthrowing Gaddafi in Libya yet despite this damage that you have done to our country and the world, you want to continue your failed policies directly or indirectly through the Democratic nominee. It's time for you to acknowledge the damage that you've caused. And it is long past time for you to step down from your throne so that the Democratic Party can lead with a new foreign policy, which will actually be in the interest of and benefit to the American people and the world.
0: Step down from your throne, oh queen of the warmongers. <laughs> Tulsi is saying, Come out to play. Sort of reminds you of that old warrior movie of the Warriors.
5: Warriors, come out to play.
0: Come out to play. Eh? <laughs> Warriors, come, come out, out to play. play, play. Oh, Hillary Clinton messed with the wrong girl. If she ever did have any notions of getting off the sidelines and coming into this race, she knows now that Tulsi Gabbard is there waiting for her. And Tulsi Gabbard's poll numbers, I have very little doubt, are going to go up because of the attention that uh, Hillary Clinton has brought to her and, and Tulsi's strong stand against the Democrat establishment, which most Democrats... I'm not talking about the far left wing. I'm talking about traditional liberal type Democrats. Absolutely despise. For his part, old Joe Biden's uh, newest tactic is, uh, you know, he's got this, this uh, Trump economy based on tax cuts and deregulation that has absolutely taken off and uh, pointed out the weakness of the Democrat Party. Well, Joe, uh, Joe Biden's tactic is to tell the big lie. And that is that uh, he and Barack Obama are the ones that built that.
2: Donald Trump inherited a strong economy from Barack and me. Things were beginning to really move. And just like everything else really? he's inherited, he's in the midst of squandering it. Squandering. We need to build an economy. Really? We need to build an economy that, in fact, rewards work, not just wealth. reflects our values. And that's going to start, I'm going to start by reversing the Trump tax cuts for the super wealthy.
0: So he's going to start by, by destroying the Trump economy because it was he and Barack's economy, economy. Now i I have very little doubt that Joe Biden knows that he's lying. This economy took off when the Republican Congress passed those tax cuts and Donald Trump through executive orders deregulated this economy. And Joe Biden in that clip talks about, we need to start rewarding work. Well, for the first time in over 30 years, almost 40 years, middle-class workers are finally seeing pay raises. And those pay raises are going in largest part to the people that have gone the longest without a pay raise. The growth in uh, middle class and, and uh, working lower classes and their wages have, have outstripped all other increases. So finally, we've got a president that is uh, watching out for the American people. And what is old Joe Biden's prescription? we gotta, we got to uh, turn that around. We've got to, we've got to uh, rescind the tax cuts. And you can bet, after all the promises he's made for the Green New Deal, He's going to load up on regulations just like he and Barack did.
2: I'm going to start by reversing the Trump tax cuts for the super wealthy incorporation. He said he's working for the the forgotten American. Well, he forgot about the forgotten American.
0: Actually, he's the first president since Ronald Reagan, and maybe to a lesser degree, even old Bill Clinton, that took notice of what's happening to working people in this country and instituted uh, policies to address it. And you just got to remember that Trump and the Republicans passed these tax cuts that, yes, did lower the corporate taxes because in order to have a healthy job market and a growing economy, we had to lower corporate taxes. <laughs> Joe Biden said, I built that. Barack built that. And oh, by the way, as soon as we get into office, we're going to tear it back down. Unbelievable. Well, thanks for joining us on the 500th edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes, formerly America First Radio. Hope you'll come back here again tomorrow and join us right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then.